You are now tuning in to the Hump Day Half Hour Hump Bonanza featuring Mo Caligero from HockeyHuman.com. This is a wild and crazy slut fest featuring ladies from all over the world. Uh, no, this is actually about um, hockey and football, I guess. Um, I didn't know that before I accepted the contract to come here. I didn't, uh... Hey man, you're here. Better enjoy yourself. Okay. Let's take it away, Mark. You know what? Fuck you. This is... This is the intro song? This is... This is fucking terrible. Coming up next on the podcast, we have Mark from HockeyHuman.com discussing the latest news from the NFL and the NHL and looking at the weekend ahead for both leagues, including the Thursday night NFL matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All that and more on the Hump Day Half Hour Hump Show. Uh, in NHL news this week, uh, two headlines, one of which is very surprising, the other which is uh, not surprising at all. Uh, of course, there's talking about the uh, Ottawa Senators incident in uh, Phoenix regarding uh, the Uber driver and them being recorded. And, of course, the most shocking firing, I think, in the last uh, 10 years or so in terms of hockey coaches would be a coach... Joel Quenville being released of duties in Chicago. Uh, but first, um, Roberto Luongo pegged to make his return sometime this weekend, uh, most likely when Florida will be taking on the Islanders at home on Saturday. Um, Luongo has been out of action since October 6th. Um, Boogie, uh, Coach Boogie thinks he's going to be playing at home rather than their road game on Friday. Uh, Florida could use really anything right now after a 3-5-3 and start. And uh, going back to the Ottawa Senators incident in regards to the Uber driver in Phoenix, uh, this is just an unfortunate incident. I couldn't imagine um, anyone's boss, you know, hearing a candid conversation about, um, you know, their uh, their employees uh, discussing them. I mean, it's just uh, it's an unfortunate breach of privacy. Um, but at the same time, they're uh, playing devil's advocate, you know, and in terms of along the lines of what uh, Coach Babcock said in Toronto. I mean, you're an NHL player. You're on an NHL team. I know uh, you may be in one of the smaller hockey markets, be it Phoenix you know, it's not like these are Ottawa Senators players uh, running their mouths in Ottawa or Montreal or, or some uh, larger market. Um, but at the same time, you're an NHL player. Uh, you got to you gotta always remember that all eyes are on you. Uh, you know, when you're in public, there's going to be phones on you. You know, you're it's, you know, Babcock said it best. You're a hockey player. You know, this it's it sucks. So that's the reality of what you do for a living. You're in the media. You're in the spotlight. If you weren't in the spotlight, you wouldn't be getting sheets, buddy. You wouldn't be getting millions per year. Also, uh, was able to uh, take a look at the uh, Uber privacy policy they have online. It's uh, it's a quick read. It's like fifteen pages. It's really light. Um, it's like fifteen pages, but it's like one column down the right side, and all the rest is graphics. It's a very quick read. Um, and generally, their their privacy policy, and in terms of Uber as a company, has in terms of nothing to do with your in car ride. 
um, their privacy poli- policy, as least as far as I can tell from everything I looked online, um, is just protecting you with the in-app services. Uh, but in terms of drivers <clears throat> recording you in your car or sorry, in their car um, during a ride or even vice versa, protecting their drivers, um, there's, there's, there's nothing, absolutely nothing. So as of right now, um, it's totally cool for you to be recorded uh, in an Uber. I mean, uh, this is, uh, this is something that, uh, that, uh, we should be looking back on. You know, if I was a celebrity, I might be looking at this and, uh, double think of that Uber that I'm going to be, uh, picking up that prostitute with later on tonight on sunset. You know, like I'm not going to be doing that anymore. I'll be taking Lyft from now on. And of course on some more, uh, somber news, um, Joel Quenville has been relieved of his duties in Chicago, uh, Coach Q, of course, uh, being hired back on October sixteenth, two thousand and eight. Um, I did write a uh, quick blog about this on HockeyHuman.com, but just the overall highlights of what that blog included was uh, references to um, uh, Bedley Hills Chihuahua was like number two at the box office, was just a smashing hit that weekend. Uh, Live Your Life by Ti was the number one song. Jesus Christ, man. Like I <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. I had mono on October 16, 2008. I was just suffering from brutal mono. Like 17-year-old Mark just made out with some dank ash broad at Carlton and just got some bad mono. And uh man, what a what a long time ago. That's wild. And in terms of his uh, his players, uh, Alex DeBrinket was 11 years old, still living at home back in Michigan. I mean, this guy, uh, this guy brought three cups to a team that was honestly, as far as I'm concerned, my whole life was a laughing stock before he got there. Just an absolute irrelevant organization. Um, you know, you'd be laughed at if you were to say that they would be a dynasty just, just, you know, before like maybe like, you know, 15 years ago in 03, if you're like, yo, Chicago's going to be the next dynasty, people would laugh at you. You'd be a goddamn laughing stock. Uh, pulled up some numbers there um, in terms of uh, before and after Coach Q. Um, and this is just going back to uh, the 99-2000 season, uh, just in terms of the century. Uh, before Coach Q, um, <clears throat> this century, uh, the Blackhawks played 557 games in which they won 217. Uh, that's a one percentage of point three eight nine. That's awful. That's just terrible at that point in time. They had no cups in 47 years. They only made playoffs once in that span of time. So, like, just garbage. I don't even think their home games were televised up until, like, 2005 or something just unbelievable like that. Like, it's so easy to forget how irrelevant of a team the Chicago Blackhawks were. Like, they were just... They were unreal. Like you would not pick them in Chell. Like when you're playing old Chell, the last squad you would pick would be the fucking Blackhawks. They're garbage, man. They're fucking trash. And then Joel Q shows up with his big dick energy and begins the Coach Q era. He was a coach for 797 games with the Chicago Blackhawks. Jesus Christ, 797 of which he won 452. Quite a fucking number. Uh, that's a win percentage of 0.567. Do you see that, folks? Do you see that? That's a higher winning percentage and a much larger sample size. Um, out of his 10 seasons uh, as a coach for the Chicago Blackhawks, they made the playoffs nine times, just missing it last year. Um, last year, not one of their best years. Uh, 
but the the year before, I believe, was was one of their best seasons, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I have that number around here somewhere. Kid. Somewhere, yes. Uh, Blackhawks uh, last year had 33 wins, but the year before had 50 wins, which was the uh, second most uh, under the uh, Coach Q era. Uh, 50 wins, 47, 48, 46. Unbelievable, man. Um, but uh, that just goes to show you, dude. It's just... Uh, it really doesn't matter your success rate. I mean, as a coach, you can be the most successful coach, but your shelf life, um, I think that's, I think that's it right there. I think it's 10 years. I think coach Joe Quenville, um, said it. And you know that because he's the second highest paid coach in the NHL. And this is a point I really want to get across. He's the second highest paid coach in the NHL. He was fired. He's going to be rehired, and he's going to be the highest paid coach in the NHL. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't happen in any other profession outside of sports. You know what I mean? No one gets fired and then gets paid more than the guy that's doing a better job than them after they got fired. Like, when the fuck does that happen? Quenville's going to get paid $6 million this year to do absolutely nothing. You're a fucking joke if you think he's going to come back and coach. Uh, if he does, he's a fucking insane beauty in my mind. I mean, good on him, but fuck, dude. He loves the horses. I think he's just going to go fucking cruise around the world, watch a bunch of horse racing and some fucking beautiful destinations that you or I do not even do not even know of their existence. He's going to go to some beaches that we've never heard of before because we're not in that wealth bracket. So, yes, Coach Quenville, he got fired today, um, but it is not a sad day for Coach Q. Not a goddamn sad day at all. All right, and in terms of uh, games to look forward to this week, I just want to touch on this quickly. Uh, we'll go more over this on Friday, uh, but just some games that I just saw kind of looking ahead. Sparking my interest here, um, Vancouver at Buffalo, 1 p.m. start there. That's a 10 a.m. game for the Canucks, so that's going to be an interesting game there in Buffalo. See how uh, Vancouver plays at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning for themselves, and that's a 10 a.m. puck drop. So they're flying in probably night before, right? Or they're on a they're on a roadie right now, actually. So they'll you know they'll you know hopefully be used to the time by now, but uh, still, that's just a, that's just an odd start time, 1 p.m., 10 a.m. for the Canucks. That's going to be a rough one. Toronto at Boston, uh, huge right now for the Atlantic, just a huge mass up, uh, matchup, pardon me. Also, Toronto on the road for the second straight Saturday. This is also a trend I noticed last season. Not a lot of home games for Toronto on Saturday. I don't know if that has something to do with arena availability in terms of the Raptors or if this is a scheduling thing or if this is a CBC thing. I don't know. The answer is somewhere. I don't fucking have it. And then finally, in terms of the NHL, uh, one of the games to look forward to on Saturday will be the Islanders at Panthers. Like I said, this will be Roberto Luongo's turn, uh, returning over one month. Let's see what that old son of a bitch can do. My name is Mark, and that is your NHL news so far this week. Now Mark has uh, come to go and get a blanket and a bowl and get himself nice and comfortable on the couch. And we are going to just take a five-second delay here as Mark takes his fucking sweet goddamn time. We need more people. We really do. We need more people. Oh, you ready? Okay. He's fucking ready. Now shut the fuck up. Listen to what the man says. Life's good, though, man. Life's good right now, guys. I'm pretty fucking happy. I got my bong beside me here. I got hockey on in front of me. I got my stats to the left of me. Uh, we're going to get started. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Thursday nighter coming ahead. Um, in terms of the... Uh, 
<clears throat> the overview of this upcoming Sunday. Uh, that's going to be done on Friday's uh, episode there of the uh, weekend uh, weekend preview show. Uh, this is the uh, hump day half hour bonanza. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at the Thursday night or tomorrow night. That's going to be uh, the uh, six and three Panthers going up against the five, three and one Steelers. Uh, James Conner, of course, one of the big stories this year, the NFL, like we said on the podcast there on, on Sunday, four games, uh, probably four straight games now with a um, hundred plus rushing yards, 50 plus receiving yards and at least one touchdown. That's an NFL record uh, for James Conner. Uh, more on that. Uh, coming up, of course. Um, now, in terms of, uh, of of Carolina and the offense that they'll be bringing, uh, Cam Newton, uh, Houston, as always, Christian McCaffrey coming off of one hell of a fucking performance on Sunday, leaping over dudes like he's fucking Super Mario. Uh, it's going to have a tough game against a Pittsburgh uh, defense that does not fuck around with running backs. I mean, they're, they're, they're tough on the run game, and as is the Carolina Panthers. So this is a game where you can see both these star running backs get shut down. Um, in terms of uh, Cam Newton, he's going for 126 pass attempts right now since his last interception, which is fucking fantastic. It's the third longest streak so far in the NFL. Thursday nighter record there. The Steelers are eight and four in terms of Thursday nighters. That's fucking amazing, man. Uh, that's uh, that's twelve games. That's twelve years. Okay, that's they they've played every year since the uh, beginning of Thursday night football back in two thousand and six. Once again, demonstrating just how big of a franchise the Steelers are, how big Steeler Nation goes, uh, and of course the Panthers' record. Uh, on Thursday night football is three and four, slightly less games there for uh, Carolina uh, prime time on Thursday night since 2006. Uh, you got to kind of wipe out those first five years of uh, the 2006 uh, right through 2011 there before they got Cam. And since drafting Cam Newton first overall, we haven't had a season without a Carolina game on Thursday night. Their record three and four. Shit, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Carolina is so fucking irrelevant before Cam Newton. Man. And uh, let's just take a look here. Yeah, uh, um, Yahoo Fantasy actually has Cam Newton as the number one projected fantasy performer in week 10. Um, pardon me, number two. Fuck, idiot. You're so stupid. Mahomes is number one. But uh, Cam Newton, number two. I, I doubt that. I really doubt that. Um, I don't think it has much to do with um, one, the athlete. I don't think it has much to do with Cam Newton. He's a stud. He's a stud fantasy performer. He can get it done in the air. Uh, he can get it done on the ground. You know you know what he's all about there. And I don't doubt, don't doubt it because of the Steelers. And I know, like I said just a few moments ago, they're a fantastic fucking defense. I doubt it because Thursday nighters, guys. Thursday nighters are boring sometimes, man. It's a field goal shootout. It's just field goal on this end, field goal on that end for the most part. A couple of touchdowns in the fourth to make the score look a little more acceptable for the folks at home checking in the morning. Now, man, Thursday football, not usually the highest scoring games, um, but you never know. You never know. Any, any given Thursday. Any given Thursday, as they say. So, uh, but uh, Cam Newton, in terms of the uh, second highest rate of fantasy player, according to Yahoo, uh, going into week 10, strong disagree on that one. 
Uh, but on the upside there for Cam, uh, Pittsburgh is uh, fifth in terms of points surrendered to quarterbacks this year, according to Yahoo and most standard scoring leagues. Um, and in terms of uh, running backs, uh, Pittsburgh is 31st, um, so very, very effective uh, at shutting down uh, running backs, as is Carolina sitting in the 27th rank, once again, all according to Roto World and Yahoo Sports. I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to shut down Christian McCaffrey. I really think that they're um, they're going to have the the ability to do that. I think that Carolina will make James Conner's life very difficult for him, but I don't think they're going to be able to shut him down to the same extent that Pittsburgh will do to Christian McCaffrey. And if we take a look at uh, <clears throat> James Conner's uh, history here as an NFL running back, I mean, it's no secret, like we said uh, earlier, already setting NFL records, uh, going back to week one there against Cleveland in the tie that ended in 21-21. 135 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, five receptions for 57 receiving yards there. Uh, next week against Kansas City, once again, a rushing touchdown, uh, five receptions for 48 yards. Uh, week three uh, against uh, Tampa. Uh, this is one another road game there in Tampa Bay. He had 61 rushing yards, 34 receiving yards. Uh, week four against Baltimore. This was uh, this was the lowest uh, uh, lowest uh, fantasy point. Week four, James Conner so far this year. It was week four against Baltimore. 19 rushing yards, three receptions, uh, no touchdowns. He did convert a two-point conversion, however. And then this was game one of his record was a win in Atlanta. 41-17 win was that dominating win there in Atlanta when he had 110 rushing yards, four receptions for 75 yards, and, of course, two rushing touchdowns. Huge week the next week in Cincinnati. Bye on uh, week seven. Comes back to Cleveland, slings his dick one more time, faces Baltimore. Last week, we weren't we weren't sure. We weren't sure if we we're going to see uh, the James Conner that we saw in week four or the James Conner we've seen every other week. He showed us what the real guy is all about, rushing for 107 yards, uh, seven receptions for 56 yards, and a rushing, sorry, pardon me, a receiving touchdown going into Carolina on Thursday. I think we're going to see more of the same here, especially because of the news in regards to Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's only human. That'll most certainly be in the back of his mind. I think I need to toke real quick here, guys. <clears throat> um, while I uh, hit the bong, I, don't, I want you to think about uh, I want you to think about Le'Veon Bell and what he's going through right now. And uh, <clears throat> you know, everything his family has been going through. I mean, it's it's hard, man. It's so hard, dude. It's tough. It's tough being a huge, huge celebrity and, and a huge superstar and one of the one of the most uh, most lucrative sports on on earth. Like it's tough, man. It's fucking tough, bro. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, I would hate to be franchise tagged. I would hate to get millions of dollars on Pittsburgh Steelers. It'd be so tough. Tough. <laughs> Must be tough, Le'Veon. I'm doing this for you, buddy. 
I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for me, Le'Veon. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Come here, buddy. Yeah. Listen, hey man, come on. <coughs> sit down, sit down, hey man. Sit down, hey Listen. Why the fuck? <coughs> <coughs> What's. <coughs> Get this guy a water. Hey, Le'Veon. Le'Veon, come here a second. Sit down. Sit down, sit down. Hey, um. <coughs> Why the fuck are you playing? Basketball at LA Fitness in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> That's it, buddy. That's what I want to know. I don't want to hear. I don't. I want to hear. I don't want. Shh, 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 shh. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. First of all, first of all, Le'Veon, did you buy a fucking day pass? <coughs> did you buy a day pass to LA Fitness, Le'Veon? Did you buy a day pass, buddy? you pay the five bucks? I know you don't have a membership. There ain't no way you got a membership to LA Fitness, bro. There ain't no fucking way you have a LA Fitness membership NFL superstar Le'Veon Bell. Get the fuck out of here. YMCA? I get it. Showing up at a YMCA, throwing a ball around. You got that philanthropic look. Now you're like, yo, I'm hanging out with the children. I'm doing this for the kids. I'm at the LA... I'm at the... Pittsburgh YMCA, tough, tough, tough area, shooting up hoops, letting kids know that dreams come true, motherfuckers, shit like that, you know? No way, dude. Buddy is at the Pittsburgh LA Fitness playing pickup basketball against paralegals and bartenders. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting, Le'Veon. So I guess that's my uh, fucking Thursday analysis. Pittsburgh's going to win, guys. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. These guys don't fuck around in prime time. They certainly don't fuck around uh, under the lights. Uh, I think I think this whole Le'Veon Bell thing is fucking just fueling a fire for these guys, man. You know, they're about as frustrated in the news as athletes can be. Oh, it's just, you know, it's just a cloud hanging over us. We can't wait for this to move on. That is the equivalent of these guys saying, we can't fucking stand talking about this anymore. Don't fucking ask me about this. I can't wait for next week. Because at least next week we've got an answer, right? Because at least next week we know Le'Veon's here or he's not. Shut the fuck up one way or the other. That's it. And that's huge, man. That's crazy. That's, that's like for fuck to make an athlete say that. To make an athlete say something like that is like making a priest swear. You're gone fucked up, man. Listen, dude, talk about money and shit. Like, I get it. Talk about your family. I get it. But teammates, man, those motherfuckers are worth something, too. And you left them out to dry. You left them out to dry, man. And you were hoping to flex so hard, bro. You were hoping to fucking sling some dick, Le'Veon. You didn't want to be at that LA Fitness playing pickup week week 10. You didn't want that, man. There's no way you wanted that. Did James Conner want to go in week 10 looking like a fucking superstar that he is? Yeah, you bet your ass. You bet your ass he wanted that. And guess what? He got it, man. He fucking got it. 
Say what you want, man. Say what you want about family and money and shit. Family, this motherfucker's a cancer survivor. James Conner's a cancer survivor. I'm sure he knows a lot about family, too. Talk about money. This guy doesn't know as much about money as you do, Le'Veon. He does not. But what he does know is that he's the fucking man. On Thursday night, tomorrow night, in Pittsburgh against Carolina, put your money on the fucking... Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me tell you something right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be going in there to Carolina. Okay, they're going to go to Carolina and they're going to fucking sling the fucking big steel dicks. The steel dicks are going to be swinging through their zippers. They got to gotta fucking. They don't make zippers. They don't make any zippers on NFL pants anymore because the Steelers had the biggest goddamn dicks. You could have a fucking sling in your life. The three-and-a-half-point favorite Pittsburgh Steelers. So, realistically, pick a goddamn winner. Um, Once again, Thursday nighter. This could easily be a field goal game. Carolina's not going to cover Pittsburgh for the win. Uh, That's it for the Thursday night fucking Thursday nighter focus. Uh, We're going to move on to a little bit of NFL news, and we're going to get the fuck out of here, and we'll see you again Friday. Peace. This week's NFL news is brought to you by Chronic Nucleosis Minitunia, an STD created by Gronkowski, for Gronkowski, and designed for Gronkowski. Dilatasis Minitunia, get it today, only in Foxborough or East Tonawanda, or online at www.gronksnutsargross.com. Uh, and finally, this week, we're going to end with a little bit of NFL news uh, before uh, we wrap things up ahead of uh, our Friday weekend preview. Uh, of course, biggest news coming out of the NFL today is uh, Des Bryant signing with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Des Bryant was actually a shocking release earlier in the year out of uh, Cowboys camp, uh, definitely due to uh, contract bonuses and a money situation. Uh, Des Bryant's play of late um, has declined, uh, but not as much as uh, you would think if you do look at his numbers. Uh, of course, the uh, wide receiver has put uh, 7,459 yards behind him in his seven-year career, all with the Dallas Cowboys. That's, of course, an average of 1,065 yards per season. Not bad at all. <clears throat> uh, 73 career touchdowns, just averaging a little bit over uh, 10 touchdowns a year. Of course, his 500 and 31 receptions would give him an average of 75 receptions a year. And there's only four seasons uh, that he did not play the full 16 games. Um, the least amount of games he played was in 2015 uh, with nine games. Uh, and then after that was 2010, his rookie year with 12. And then just 15s and 16s across the board. Uh, Des Bryant, a fantastic pickup for the Saints. He's exactly what they need for their red zone right now. Um, outside of those running backs there, they definitely need a threat uh, in the air. And uh, Des Bryant's going to provide that for him. I mean, Let's be honest, it's Drew Brees throwing it to him. I mean, you could go out there and we do all right with Drew Brees uh, throwing us the ball. So uh, Des Bryant to the Saints, huge, huge signing for them. Honestly, shocking that it took Des this long to get signed by a team. Uh, whether or not that was the NFL or if that was just Des waiting for his moment. Uh, either way, congrats. Just a fan favorite, just an all-around great person uh, and great career stats. Definite uh, Hall of Famer, in my opinion, uh, averaging over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns a year. That's pretty good. 
uh, in today's NFL for sure. And then uh, lastly, uh, Sharif Floyd, former uh, first-round pick of the Minnesota Vikings, filing a huge, huge lawsuit today, upwards of $180 million towards a Dr. James Andrew, who supposedly was just going to uh, do a microscopic knee surgery. Uh, Floyd was expecting to miss three to four weeks, uh, ended up missing his entire career, uh, was unable to sign a second contract with the Vikings and believes he could have made upwards of $180 million in his career. Um, this is the thing, man. I totally get it, dude. Like you, it, everything I've seen, like if you go into a, uh, a surgery expecting to be out for, for three to four weeks and then you lose the rest of your career, man, like, I was going, I like how much would he have made? Sharif Floyd... Let's take a look. I just want to see. I just want to get some comparables here. Like first round defensive tackle. Like these, like, man, like, you know, why? I think when we say, when it comes to $180 million, this we have to look at. Yes, of course, you could have made $180 million in your career for sure. Um, unforeseeing anything else happening, like any other type of injury. As a lineman, all you have to do is just put your foot in the wrong place at the wrong time, and then there goes your career. Also, I don't know a doctor with $180 million. Where's this guy going to – how are you going to get $180 million from a surgeon? Buddy's got, buddy's got Ben's money, okay? You don't got Maybach money, Mr. Sheree Floyd. Damn, dude, $180 million, son. Fuck, dude. Come on, man. Get on that Des Bryant train, bro. Be one of Des's boys. Drive him around. Fucking pour his pop for him. Like Tyson had a guy that used to just pour drinks for him and shit. I don't know, man. Supposedly Snoop Dogg's got a blunt roller. Uh, I don't think Des fucks with any of that, but maybe you can help him pop bottles and nylons because that's what Des is going to be all about now, throwing up the X in the N-O. I cannot fucking wait to see Des Bryant uh, in a Saints uniform. Always been a big Saints guy. Always been a big Saints guy. Big Saints guy, low-key. Big Saints guy, low-key. But, yeah, that's it for us this week, guys. Uh, So we'll talk to you again on Friday uh, for the uh, weekend review show we're gonna go over all the nhl action on saturday all the nfl action on sunday and then we'll see you those two days for those podcasts as well uh that's it for me mark at hockeyhuman.com uh, go take a look at us there also on instagram uh, you can have me at mark underscore cali what's up son uh all right that's it for me my fuckers see you later take your tokes write your notes and don't forget about your folks peace <laughs>